Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores from the Full Press Coverage. How you doing, Trevor? I'm good. What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> hey, man, you know what's going on. It's preseason NFL's what's going on. It's like, uh, it's yes, crazy. Sir. And I'm sure, I mean, it sucks. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting because I'm sure, you know, Trev, you probably watched plenty of preseason NFL action this past couple of days, as did I. But did you know which team has the longest preseason win streak in the NFL over the last 25 years? Yes, I do. All right. I Fire do, away, I man. I believe that's the uh, Baltimore Ravens. That's right. That's right. The Baltimore Ravens. 18 straight preseason wins. Back to 2015. So there you go. That has got to be. You got to. You got to tell me, Trevor. Is that the most worthless piece of trivia that you've heard all week? <laughs> I think. I feel like I kind of laid that down there, thinking it was going to be super like amazing, but it turns out to be the most probably least informative piece of trivia that anybody's going to pick up this week. I can you. I can't even think can't, of something that's less important to say right now. <laughs> no, like I can't even believe that's a stat. But I mean, that's a, <laughs> a very interesting stat. To, yeah. to portray out there, but hey, it is what you it don't is. Don't get for that, but hey, you know what? We're, we're cool. so football starved. Yeah, right. And if we're so football starved. We'll take any stats at this point, right? I mean, that's yeah, the way. That's exactly. where we are. That's the sad state of affairs we're in. Well, that's okay because we got real stuff to talk about coming up because we're going to be talking about the football, the Washington football team's first preseason game against the New England Patriots. Break that down a little bit. Then we'll talk about the rookie quarterbacks and their preseason the week one performances because all of them. Got out in the field and gave us a little sneak peek of what we might see in the regular season. And then for your fantasy football draft, which are just around the corner, we got our top 10 rankings for quarterbacks and wide receivers in PPR settings. So, with that said, let's get rolling. All right, let's start with the Washington football team because last Thursday night, the Washington football team lost to the New England Patriots at a rainy Gillette Stadium, 22-13. Obviously, the score does not matter. It's preseason, guys. Come on, let's get serious. But, you know, it's interesting to take a look at the game and see what the takeaways may be. So I have a few thoughts. But, Trev, you're the Washington football insider. So what did you learn about the Washington football team from their first preseason game? Well, I've got a couple positive and negative. So uh, we'll start with the positive, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Cosby. Rookie tackle out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Um, yep. We heard all training camp he was getting his butt whooped by Montez Sweat and Chase Young in a good way. And he <laughs> actually showed that he is getting his butt whooped, but he has taken everything that they, they're giving him and putting it to his game. And he definitely showed that preseason, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks cool, calm, and collected back yep. there. No pressure. Looks like he's latched on the offense really well, and looks like mm-hmm. he's always established some some trust with some receivers already too, which is good. So it can only go yep. up from here. Uh, and also with that, I think our our offense is going to be more explosive this year. He took some shots downfield during the game. Antonio Gibson yep. looks like he didn't have a toe injury at all. That's awesome. Uh, yep. A couple other guys stepped up, so I think we'll be pretty explosive. On the negative side, um, our defense. I know it's preseason. 
But <laughs> right. after the first team, we can't tackle anybody. Like, I know it's preseason, like I just said, but we just tackle somebody. Our, our defensive depth is kind of shaky, especially with our linebacker group. After that starting group left the field, our linebacking core was non-existent. Uh-huh. Um, I think we need to address that. And then our kicking game needs a lot of oh, help. Oh, yeah. Oof. Which is ridiculous. He's been there yep. for five years, just got a brand-new snapper. Snapper's doing great. It's not the yep. snapper. It's him. It's not the rain. It's him. That needs to be addressed immediately. So, Yes, sir. Other than that, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely something that kind of stuck out to me, too. I mean, Dustin Johnson, <laughs> therefore, I'll miss two field goals. Um, that is really, I mean, you know, I, it's preseason, right? But really, you know, I, I think right. those are but, those are things that they should be building your confidence, not hurting your confidence uh, at this point exactly. of this career. Uh, that is a real pain. And, of course, uh, the defense, uh, Ed, to your, uh, to your point, surrendered a 91-yard touchdown run as time yeah. winded I mean, down in the fourth on. quarter. That's not good either. <laughs> Clearly not good. Clearly not good. But, you know, that being said, all you need to do is just play Chase Young and Montez Sweat, right? And that's yeah. it. Just everybody else we'll get fine. off the field. <laughs> just let him do what he has to do. We'll be I mean, fine. nice. I know. Nice strip sack of uh, Cam Newton. Obviously, so that's uh, lots of, mm-hmm. lots, you know, there's some positives there with the guys that are in the For first sure. team. But you're right. The depth is going to, it looks like it's suffering a little bit there. Uh, it's interesting to me. I mean, there, I'd love to get your take on this because I, obviously I think Fitz looks great. Uh, I, I believe it was. I mean, he, he had a really nice early success there, uh, including a 22-yard throw to Terry McLaurin and a 24-yard completion to tight end Logan Thomas. And uh, I believe it was Logan Thomas. I can't remember who it was who said it, who said, that's Fitz, that's my dog. He's a real dude. He makes plays. We're glad he's here. Uh, yeah, I have no doubt he is a real dude. He definitely exists, and he definitely makes plays. He's a quarterback. So it's nice to know that they're glad he's there. So there's there's definitely a good connection there with him and his receivers. I think that is pretty good there five of eight passes for 58 yards completions to four different receivers there i think that is yeah fantastic for fits um let me ask you about the other two guys though let's talk about heineke and let's talk about um montez what do you think about their performance um i'm gonna start with steven montez first this yep. was his very first uh real time game time action he's seen since he's been a part of the team last year they didn't have any off season any training mm-hmm. camp Everything yep. was virtual. So, of course, you expected him to be shaky at the beginning, but I like the way he calmed down and settled down and let us down in the two-minute drill and scored a touchdown off of that and had a nice uh, fade throw to, to AGG, which was ruled incomplete into the day. But mm-hmm. I like the way he, he showed a little bit of maturity in that little bit of time he had. So yep. he, he's got, some, of course, a lot of room to develop, but bright side. And then uh, Taylor Heineke, he is not quarterback one. Um, he had some good plays, but he also forced a lot of plays, forced a couple of passes where I think yep. he shouldn't have. Um, I feel like he created the scramble just because he's known for that. I feel like yeah. he didn't have to scramble when he <laughs> right, chose to scramble. Right. Highlight of his um, career, so of course. So, hopefully, Yeah, hopefully that kind of got the Heineke train coming to a halt as QB1. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Heineke yeah. finishing so 9 of 15. For 86 yards, yeah, solid, solid backup, I think. And Montez mm-hmm. uh, completing 17 to 24 for 108 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not, not terrible, not bad. It's, it's a no. solid showing against the second no. team defense there, but I think it was pretty good. I, I did have this interesting stat there. I don't know if you noticed this, um, but during regular season play, the Washington Football Team is actually one and 20 
in games of a negative turnover differential since 2017. So clearly um, not a lot of room yeah. for error, right? So you can't no. – <laughs> not a lot of room for error there. <laughs> Ball but, security is job security. Yep. So. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's, you said it. You said it, man. So next game for Washington will be Cincinnati Bengals August 20th at 7 p.m. We'll look to see if they make any changes by then. Let's go to the other side here, Trev, for a second. Let's talk about the, the oh. New England Patriots. And uh, aside from Mac Jones, who we're going to get to in a minute, did you learn anything about the New England Patriots from their first preseason game? Uh, Cam Jones looks healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, they've got more weapons on offense. I think they're going to be more explosive this year than they were last year. I think their defense is going to be better than they were last year, too. I think they're starting to build that Patriot brand again that they were missing last year, finishing at 7-9, and nine, uh, quarterback controversy. But there is competition in town now for the quarterback spot, so mm-hmm. it'll be very mm-hmm. interesting. But I think with either with whoever they go with, I think they'll be on the plus side of the winning season this year. So yeah, yeah. The one thing I thought was a little bit shaky for them was um, receiving, but then again, they didn't really have any any mm-hmm. other starters out there. It just looked pretty blah all the way around in terms of the receiving mm-hmm. core. I was impressed though with Ramondre Stevenson, their running back. 10 attempts, 127 yeah. yards. Obviously, he broke the 91-yard touchdown, but that's the second <laughs> touchdown of the day. He looked pretty good. I mean, I, I thought that he was, mm-hmm. um, he was pretty solid there. So, interesting development there for the New England Patriots. Sure. Okay. So, that's that on that. And we're going to get back to more of that when they play their second preseason game. But uh, for the time being, let's talk about some other guys who played during the uh, first week. And that's our rookie quarterbacks, because that is something that I think everybody had an eye on, because there was a lot, so much hype coming out of the draft because of this. So, but before oh, we start so the next much. section, Trev, I got to yeah. ask you this. I, I, if I told you that a rookie quarterback drafted in the first round of the NFL draft went five for five for 67 yards and a touchdown in his first preseason game, would you be interested in having him play for your team? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> good yeah, answer. I will go, good yeah. answer. I mean, it depends. Okay. Honestly, depends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That you're. You're. I mean, yeah. So obviously, just numbers alone <laughs> don't tell the whole truth there. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. That performance belonged to Giants quarterback Daniel Jones in his first preseason game, <laughs> five for five for sixty-seven yards and touchdown. I don't know if anybody really is, you know, champing at the bit right now to get him on their team. So you know, it, nah. like you said, it depends. It really does depend. But I just wanted to say that because that leads us into our next section here, discussing our current crop of first-round rookie quarterbacks because we got a sneak peek at all of them, like I said, in week one of the NFL preseason. Mm-hmm. And although, as we just demonstrated, we don't want to overreact to these performances, I think we definitely <laughs> learned a few things. God. So, Trev, why don't you start by ranking your preseason one performances for the first-round drafted rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. All right, so I'm going to start with number five being my quote-unquote worst. I got Uh Mac Jones. Uh Uh, Number four, I got Trevor Lawrence. Number three, I got Trey Lance. Number two, I got Zach Wilson. And number one, Justin Fields. Yeah, interesting. So you are, in fact, very similar or or close to what I had because I kind of flipped some of the ones at the bottom. But my number five is Trevor Lawrence. My number four, Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. I had Mac Jones at three. I had Zach Wilson at two and Justin Fields at one. So let's um, let's take it from the top here because our, our number one okay. and our number twos are the same. Let's talk about Justin Fields first. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Bears guy, but let me ask you, why did you rank Fields <laughs> first? 
Um, I feel like he just he showcased more um, of what he can do when he's given the reins, um, whether it's scramble, uh, throw on the pat, uh, throw on the run, throw the deep ball, pull the ball down when he's supposed to, stay cool, right. calm, and collected. I feel like he's he showed the most. Like, like he's been there before. Like he's ready. Whenever his name mm-hmm. is called, I think he'll, he'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, and I had the same feel, but of course, you know, I, I, I am biased because obviously I'm a Bears fan, but on the flip side of that, I am also most critical of them. I'm sure you know how, what I mean because you're probably biased and also most <laughs> critical course. of the Washington football team. So on the positive yeah. side, I agree with you. You know, like a lot of the things you said, I, I totally agree with. Justin Fields, you know, I think he had the best preseason performance so far, which, you know, he can mm-hmm. a grain of salt. But he did finish the game right. going 14 of 20 for 142 yards with a touchdown, no interceptions, took no sacks, and in addition to that, ran mm-hmm. five times for 33 yards and another score. Um, and he did that in a, mm-hmm. essentially a half a game, 33 snaps. Uh, and that's pretty pretty good. And then afterwards, he actually told mm-hmm. reporters that he felt the game was slow well, to him. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's a little bit of an piece. overstatement. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of an overstatement. Slow I love the confidence. Roll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah slow your roll, man. This is preseason. That was like partially second-team defense there, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, you know, I, I did think exactly. that he actually did seem like he was properly going through reads, making smart plays, and he was showcasing his rushing ability when necessary. So I thought that was that was pretty good. And, and like I said, he had the longest one of the longest opportunities of this weekend. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, they did have a little bit of a shaky start. You know, I, I want to point out that he made a couple mistakes on his first couple series. They didn't really, they stalled twice. They include also a forced rushing attempt that led to a fumble where he kind of had the ball out like a loaf of bread. That is uh, absolutely a sin in football. Uh, you don't run <laughs> that ball flat around like you're carrying a loaf of bread. No, thankfully, you nope, you that, 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 thankfully, the Bears recovered. Unless, but, you know, go ahead. unless you're Shady McCoy. Yeah, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're right. Shady McCoy, that's, right. that's the only exception. That's right. If no one can touch you as you're running, no problem. Carry the ball yes. wherever you want. But <laughs> yeah. but for the most NFL players, uh, you, you should tuck that thing away, man, high and tight. Also, he had the longest average time to throw, 3.8 seconds, of any of the first-round rookie quarterbacks this weekend. And although part of that can be explained by his scrambling to, the extend, to extend plays, he did that a number of times. According to Pro Football Focus, even when you take those plays out, he averaged about a half second longer per drop back than any of the other quarterbacks this weekend. So there are some positives. I think there are some negatives as well. I think all of them are addressable. But by and large, the um, the most impressive start for a first-round drafted quarterback this weekend, in my opinion, and in your opinion. So let's go to our number two, which is Zach Wilson. Why do you have Zach Wilson at number two? Um, I didn't get to watch his game. I saw a couple highlights. Mm-hmm. Nice zip on the ball. He was six for nine, sixty-three yards. Got yep. receivers involved. It looked looked like the Jets made a smart pick in their franchise quarterback at number two. So far, it looks mm-hmm. like they did. But of course, it's preseason. But because yep. you heard in camp he was having bad camp and throwing six, right. six picks, but he came out and and completely flipped that report in preseason. So so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, and that report it's interesting because. He had told the media that his turnovers in practice were him pushing his limits so he could see what he could get away with. I, okay, whatever. I, you know what? You can you can put – at least we know he's good with the media, right? I, I don't necessarily exactly. think that's what's going on because you don't try to make all those turnovers. 
Um, but that yeah. and that being said, you know, <laughs> exactly. people have always told me though, you want to make a mistake, make a mistake in practice, right? Don't make a mistake on the field. Oh yeah. And like you said, no mistakes on the field, right? I think he looked good. But let me just say this: mm-hmm. it it was kind of plain, right? When you look at the final uh, tally there, like you said, you know, sixty-three yards, no scores, no interceptions, kind of plain. But I put it in the context of the New York Jets because as as much as yes. no one wants to think about this. Think about Sam Darnold for a minute and think about how New York was and what issues there were when Sam Darnold was at the helm. I didn't see those problems with Wilson. He was decisive. He had a good arm. He was mobile. And, um, you know, he, he got rid of the ball when he needed to. And like you said, he had a good zip on it. So I think that was great. And then and the second thing you already mentioned, you know, all the struggles in training camp and all those high expectations for him. I think with all that pressure and in, in the context of what the New York Jets had there before – I am impressed with what he was able to do in his first pre- preseason appearance, even though it wasn't, you know, blow your socks off. Electrifying. Amazing. Yeah, right. it wasn't electrifying. Very good. Excellent. That's the perfect word for it. It wasn't electrifying, but it was, it gave me a warm and fuzzy as far as where the New York Jets are going. Um, it was interesting because uh, he also, according to Pro Football Focus, had the quickest average time to throw, 2.4 seconds of any of the rookie huh. quarterbacks this weekend. So that's, that's good. Decisive. I like that. Very decisive. And also, he made good use of Corey Davis, which I've thought he's been yes. misused for years in Tennessee. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, I love that. You know, so that's a good one. Um, all right. So now we start to differ a little bit because you got Trey Lance and then you got Trevor Lawrence and you got Mac Jones. So let's go to Trey Lance because I had Trey Lance at number four. You had a number three. It's probably just, you know, it's, it's like it's within error bars of each other. Why do you have Trey Lance at number three? Um. Of course, that 80-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, oh, it's only beautiful. literally a 40-yard, but we won't go there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you can thank half of them to the receiver. But that's true. Um, another kind of similar to Justin Fields. Um, a lot of his his numbers may look bad, but because a lot of his receivers dropped a lot of his passes that were good throws, um, he sh- it shows signs that if Jimmy G, who's had an injury history lately and interception history. If he's not the guy, I feel like they're going to be just fine with Trey Lance. Um, that's, I mean, just number three. He was mediocre. Didn't wow me, but also didn't make me think, was that a good pick? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Even I, I, I think that I had the same general feel here, but I, I kind of dumped him down to four um, because of the fact, I mean, part of it is the same reason why I put Trevor Lawrence at the bottom of the pile. You know, there are some pretty high expectations for based on the draft position. And I didn't really think – I mean, he kind of delivered and kind of didn't. He was basically all over the map. Trey Lance was kind of all over the map. You named the brilliant, awesome play-action deep pass to Trent Sherfield for the touchdown. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And he had another mm-hmm. great play early on where he found a brand, wide-open Brandon Ayuk who managed to just put the ball on the ground. So, you know, but yeah. it would look good. I mean, he looked good in the pocket. Now, on the, on the other side of this, though, he took a couple unnecessary sacks. He also made three yep. kind of boneheaded plays, which should have been interceptions, but for the fact that the uh, defensive backs just dropped them. So, you know, quite frankly, when one of those gets intercepted or two of those gets intercepted, the entire narrative around Trey Lance completely flips. You know, that would completely negate his nice 80-yard um, touchdown to Sherfield. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I felt like there was just so much inconsistency there. I mean, you saw the flashes of amazing. You saw – the downside, inexperience, and the necessary necessity for him to mature more. I think the learning curve is here for Lance, and he's going to need to 
probably learn a little more yeah. before he takes over in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But but the flashes are there for sure. But that's why I put him at four. And then let's go to your number four because your number four <laughs> is Trevor Lawrence, and I obviously have him yeah. last on the list. Tell me about your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I know he, he took a couple of sacks um, at the beginning of his of his first series, um, but it's it's kind of like did he hold on to the ball too long because he was hesitant, or the offensive yeah. line still bad? So you can't really put a finger on that one. But I feel like after those sacks, he kind of got a wake up call and got his belongings, and then and showed that he he was worthy of being number one. I think that offense is going to be fun to watch. He likes Marvin Jones. He's got yes, that he He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna uh, bring Chenault's career to life, and he's got Travis Etienne in the backfield. He can dump off to either via yeah. passing or handoff. So I think once he settles down and they protect him better, because if they don't protect him, it's gonna come out saying was Trevor Lawrence worth number one? Offensive line can make the best quarterback look like trash. So right. Um, I just that's why I have him over at number four because I think he showed resilience after his early on struggles. Yeah, no, and I, and I believe I think that all that is is absolutely correct um, in many ways. I just kind of felt like for Trevor Lawrence, the reason why I had him as last is, like I said, that the expectations were sky high mm-hmm. for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and, and I will say this about Lavisca Chenault: I've had a massive man crush on Lavisca Chenault for, since last year. I thought he was criminally um, underused. Even when uh, even when they started targeting him, he is going to be fantastic in the NFL. I think Trevor Lawrence, you're right, he's going to completely open it up for him. Uh, there was an awesome, terrific pass uh, to Marvin Jones for 35 yards. Yes. But, you know, in that particular pass, though, he arguably held on to the ball too long but was given tons of time in the pocket. I mean, like, ridiculous amounts mm-hmm. of time in the pocket. So, you know, <laughs> it's tough because when, when he had no time, he took – you know, he was a mess. I mean, he was – He's yeah. held on to the ball too long. I mean, he, he looked rushed even when he was holding on to the ball too long. And it just didn't fill me with a lot of confidence that he was in command of the offense the way he should be um, coming in as the surefire starter for that. As, as much as Gardner Minshew thinks there's a quarterback competition there, and clearly Trevor Lawrence is the starter. <laughs> um, and, and, hey, I love Gardner Minshew. He's great. He's great. Yeah, sure. uh, I don't know if you saw his quote. Did you see his quote about when they asked him about the about yeah. the competition? <laughs> yeah. He said he hasn't yep. taken a, you know, we'll say we'll take make this clean a dump over the last uh, two weeks yes. because number two isn't an option for him. I love it. I love exactly. Gardner Minshew. If only he was a better quarterback. You know, if only he was a better quarterback. I love him though. Um, so that being said, another thing I noticed from this game: how many times did they show Tim Tebow on the sidelines? Like sixty times. I mean, give me a freaking oh, break, man. guys. Why is Tim Tebow relevant to anything right now? He's not even <sighs> relevant to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So do not yeah, waste any more screen Urban time Meyer on that. Urban <laughs> Meyer and Tim Tebow yeah. are reconnected again. And, oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Okay, let's yeah. give it a rest, guys. Give it a rest. There are more than 53 guys on that field that are more deserving of that spot than Tim Tebow. So, yeah, let's give it a rest. Let's give it a rest. All right. Let's go on to the guy that you had listed as five. I had listed at three, so I'm a little bit more impressed by him than you, but Mac Jones. So, of course, you saw the entire game. So, why Mac Jones at number five? Um, He really didn't show me – he didn't wow me. He didn't – I mean, he's he's a pedestrian quarterback. No offense to pedestrian quarterbacks in the league, but, I I mean, he was just pedestrian, and he was against our our horrible – 
second, third, and fourth team defense. Of course, they made him shine. And he really just didn't throw, like, a deep ball, didn't take chances. It was all quick, slant, you know, getting the ball out quick to the receiver type throws. So I just wasn't sold yet. Yep. Yeah, and and I think he's (laughs) tough. I think Mac Jones is a tough one to rate because, you know, he had the same number of snaps as Justin Fields. He had 33 and there really isn't anything horrible about his final stat line, 13 of 19 for 87 yards, no touchdowns right. or interceptions. But there really wasn't a whole lot to get excited about either. This kind of, like you said, it wasn't electric. Um, he didn't show us anything that, like you say, a, a workmanlike quality at quarterback. I mean, he definitely no. appeared efficient running the Pats offense in the first half. Uh, but, you know, when they gave him the hurry-up offense in the second half, he had some issues. I mean, he really had some issues – um, making decisions, um, getting them organized. It just didn't sit great. Now, and I'm not, it's not obviously the hurry up offense in the NFL is not something I expect every rookie quarterback to have complete command of when they start. But right. the struggle was exactly. pretty significant. I mean, I, I definitely could tell he was having a hard time deciphering defenses, making the plays, and making decisions. And it's hard to tell whether Jones's dink and dunk approach was due to the fact that he mm-hmm. had crummy receiving options out there or the play right. calling, or that this is truly reflective of what type of quarterback Jones is going to be. Um, so I'm going to exactly. give him the benefit of the doubt for now, and I'm going to assume that the coaches are trying to make it easy for Jones and build up his confidence. Um, and, and that's why, when compared to Fields' 33 snaps, his um, total book so far is a little underwhelming. But, you know, it's not like Justin Fields went out there with a bunch of Barn burner right wide receivers, you know. <laughs> he was exactly. just some, you he know, some, some same level of talent. Teamers. Yeah, you know, it's just I just, just didn't, didn't I just didn't see evidence of why they included Mac Jones in the same tier pre draft as Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. I don't see right. he didn't show me the reason why he was in that conference in that conversation at all. So yeah, we'll see yeah, what I I agree. I think he can be successful in a Patriot system. I just don't see him being overly dynamic. But hey, who knows? It's like no. I said, let's not overreact. It's one preseason game. So right. I, and, we, and we spent, you know, 20 minutes breaking down every bit of it. So, hey, I love yeah. it, though. That's, NFL's back. NFL's back, baby. All right. NFL let's go ahead. Back. <laughs> let's hit the boxing bell on that. Let's, let's go on to fantasy football, guys. It's uh, fantasy Ooh. football draft season, and we want to help all our listeners. So, Trevor, let's start with your top 10 quarterbacks for fantasy football. Uh, I'm going with GOAT, number one. That's Tom Brady, okay. if anybody didn't know. Uh, number two, <laughs> oh, wow. Holmes. Uh-huh. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number uh-huh. four, Kyla Murray. Number five, Justin Herbert. Number six, Russ Wilson. Number seven, Josh Allen. Eight, Ryan Tannehill. Number nine, Lamar Jackson. And number 10, Dak Prescott. Wow. So, very, very bold move. With Tom Brady at number one, <laughs> very bold move. So I, I'll say this: I, yep. I'll give you my top ten, and I'll, and I, I think we have some things that are lined up and some things that are a little bit different than each other. So we'll hit that in a second. But <laughs> I have number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Kyler Murray. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Number five, Russell Wilson. Six, Aaron Rodgers. Seven, Justin Herbert. Eight, Dak Prescott. Nine, Tom Brady. And ten, Ryan Tannehill. So a lot of those are pretty close. Like our Prescott and Tannehill, pretty close. Um, you know, yeah. I, the, the big ones that are different, obviously, are Brady and Allen. 
Like, so I have Josh Allen at number two. Mm-hmm. You have Josh Allen at number seven. I have Tom Brady at nine. You have Tom Brady at number one. So let's start with Tom Brady. Why do you have him at number one? <laughs> um, Super Bowl champion. Didn't yep. lose a single receiver. Brought everybody yeah. back literally on both sides of the ball. Yep. He's got options. Um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I don't even know who else. Everybody's there. Gronkowski. He's number one. Yep. Until he's overthrown, number one. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, I, I like it. I mean, yeah. I think, like I said, I think it's, I think it's like, it's one of those things where I think that a lot of people like to just all kind of say it's Patrick Mahomes because, and I'm one of those guys because he just, he's just that so amazing, you know. Like I never can imagine, yeah. you know, Pat Mahomes not being the number one guy. But that being said, um, it's a bold move and it could pay off mm-hmm. because Tom Brady, average draft position is actually quite a bit further down um, as compared to the other guys. So that could be mm-hmm. a great value if you wait in fantasy football drafts and take Tom Brady late. You know, you'll take, you'll get Trevor's mm-hmm. number one quarterback and be able to load up on running back and wide receiver <laughs> early. So, Hey, that's a great, that's okay. a great play. I will say this though. I just think that Tom Brady, you know, he doesn't have to do as much, I think. And I, that, that's the thing that I have with him is that I like actually players on teams that are actually worse because I feel like they have to throw more for fantasy football. So they kind of, they kind of get through all those yards and get you all those, you know, garbage, you know, catch up time type points. So I kind of like that, but on the flip side, they're not going to win every game by a hundred. So there's certainly going to be a lot of work that Tom Brady can get for you, get done for you. Josh Allen. Let's talk about him. I had him number two. You had Josh Allen at seven. Why do you have Josh Allen all the way back at number seven, man? Why do you hate Josh Allen? I don't hate him. I just um, just looking at his wide receiver team outside of Stephon Diggs, I really don't know who else. I mean, Cole Beasley, yeah, but I just don't know if they're gonna if he's gonna be the same. He's just iffy to me. Like he's good, but you don't really know if he's gonna bring it every single game. I just feel like right. he has that aura about him that hey, he could he could throw a lot of bad games in a row and they could bounce back or vice versa. I just don't like his receiving core that much out there. Yeah. So I could be yeah, very no. wrong, but that's just I, I, my no, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll argue against myself just for a second before I argue for myself. I mean, Josh Allen <laughs> did it for one year. He did it for 2020 yeah. and no one thought mm-hmm. this was going to happen. Right. I, I, I mean, and none of us pundits in the fantasy football world thought that Josh Allen was going to break through like that. I mean, he had an amazing season. It was an amazing year. Um, he had, you know, 4,544 passing yards, and he had um, 37 passing touchdowns, 421 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns. Who thought that he was going to do that? And who knows if he'll do it again? Yeah, who knows if he's going to do mm-hmm. it again? And that's the, big, that's the big question mark there. But I have faith. In him, after saying all that, <laughs> I have faith in him. He had a quarterback rating of 107.2 last year, and he was fantastic. He did get a massive six-year contract extension recently. Typically, that takes the pressure off. I hope that doesn't mean he takes the foot off the gas because of that. But I have confidence in him. I mean, 66 point. I, I think he's going to be in line. I mean, his percent, his completion percentage was sky high last year. I think he's going to be in line for a 65 to 70 percent completion percentage. I know it sounds like really high. I think he can do that. And he has so much upside there that I think that taking him number two overall is just a, a big win. And, of course, 
the points you get for the rushing yards are, I think, really, really good. So that's something I, I'm really impressed with. Let's turn to the wide receivers and talk about them. Uh, Trevor, give us your top 10 wide receivers for fantasy football PPR scoring. Here we go. Devontae Adams. I got the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, number two. Mm-hmm. D-Hop, number three. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, number four. Stephon Diggs, number five. Um, this person I added and took someone out. We'll get to that later. But I put Terry McLaurin at number six. Ah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number seven. Allen Robinson, number eight. D.K. Metcalf at nine. And A.J. Brown at ten. Wow, interesting. And A.J. Brown at yeah. 10. Okay, interesting. All right. So yeah. that is actually not not too far off what I have. We do kind of agree a little bit. Now, I have your one and two flips. I have Tyreek Hill, one, Devontae Adams, two. I have DeAndre Hopkins at three, just like you do. At four, I have mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. Uh, and then at five, I have Justin Jefferson. This guy, I just feel like he's just going to go just blast off. And at six, I have Keenan Allen. Seven, I have Calvin Ridley. Eight, I have DK Metcalf. Nine, I have Allen Robinson. And ten, I have Terry McLaurin. So I did make – Terry McLaurin did make my <laughs> list. So don't – that's not homerism, guys. I, I actually legit no, think he's not. going to be really good. So let's talk about him first yeah. because I think that will be okay. the biggest surprise to most of our listeners. Terry McLaurin at six. Why did you put him there? Um, I, I took him instead of Calvin Ridley because I do believe um, this is going to be another breakout year for Terry McLaurin since we have Ryan Fitzpatrick at – quarterback they've already shown that in camp they've already shown in preseason I think Terry gets over a thousand yards receiving and maybe even double digit scores 10 touchdowns I think he's going to eat this year mm-hmm. yeah no totally and I agree with all took that him in place of Kevin Ridley because Kevin Ridley is good don't get me wrong but I just don't see him as a number one in Atlanta which he's going to probably have to be now uh if it's but because Kyle Pitts is in town Taylor Gabriel's there, too, as well. I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to be a huge target for them. Um, yep. I just don't think Calvin really is going to get as many numbers as he would like to get this year, being the number one receiver. Yeah, and I actually think, you know, I, and this may be oversimplifying it, but I think having Julio Jones there actually opened things up for Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, yep. just the threat of Julio mm-hmm. Jones opens it up. Exactly. You know, without that, who's – drawing that safety, right? I mean, who's drawing that extra safety coverage? Right. Yeah, right. It's probably Calvin Ridley, you know? So mm-hmm. I totally yeah. get it. And that's why he kind of slid down the, the list a little bit for me too. Um, and, but I had Terry McLaurin in this where I just, it's just a little bit of a question mark to me. I just don't know. Uh, I think the upside is there. The upside is most definitely sure. there. I just don't know what the production is going to look like. Uh, I assume if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts all year, it's going to be sky high. Because yeah. I mean, let's let's just all agree that Fitz can sling. So I yes, just think that it would be huge if that were the case. But we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if Fitz ends up crashing and burning, not because of his play, but because the team doesn't pull off those wins, they might start investigating yeah. whether Montez was there now, or maybe they want to reevaluate Heineke. I, I don't know. And I just don't mm-hmm. think Terry McLaurin will have the upside with those guys behind center. So that's the only reason why I have him at ten. Still top ten pick. But, you know, yeah. I'm a little bit more cautious on him, I think. Um, so, wow, that is overtime. It's time to hit the air horn on the show. <laughs> we actually took it to overtime, man. We made it to, we took it to cool, overtime. Though. I know. We just have so much to say. 
There's no overtime in preseason. <laughs> I know, I know. That's right. And we gave you guys overtime because we knew you wanted overtime. We gave it to you. That's why You're we, we do what you want. You are welcome. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, uh, Trevor, why don't you give us uh, your social media so people can follow you? All right. At Trev Stores WFT on Twitter. Uh, Trev underscore stores on Instagram. Full press coverage, Washington. I'm everywhere. Just follow me yes, on Twitter sir. and you'll, you'll get to <laughs> So, yeah, let's do it. Give him, give him a follow, y'all. You're not, you're not doing yourself any yes. favors if you don't. You're not doing yourself any favors if you don't. All right. You can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL preseason week. Good night, guys.